0: Hi, Ross. Hey, Sam. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. We're at Studio A. So this is Studio B, technically. Yeah. Oh, we're at Studio B. Yeah, but Studio B
1: has, like, become Studio A. Studio A. Yeah. Because your kid goes to bed sooner.
0: Oh, dude. Guess what? What? We moved him over the weekend from his second floor bedroom into the loft. And that means we can be as loud as we want, because he's now...
1: Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, like, up in
1: the sky. He can't even hear us. Oh, is it hot up there?
0: Ah, uh, he's got a fan. <laughs>
1: fine he's fine He could rub it yeah he doesn't have air conditioning or anything oh there's air conditioning oh, okay he's fine but his lamp his 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 light moved yeah him. and
0: that's going to be that'll be a follow-up at some point because i think since he's in a new physical space there's some new automation features that i need to
1: <laughs> like what
0: i don't know he's got more lamps now he used to okay. just have one he's got more now and the loft is like an uh open but connected to the space below it so there's some lights down there and He's so far away that you have like
1: you have to hit this switch once every four hours or else we assume you're dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would be great if I could have like a some sort of like Morse code communication with him, I think would be neat. <laughs> it's not like he has a has an iPad with <laughs> Oh yeah. you know what I did get him though yesterday? Look. I got him an aux cable so he could plug his iPad into like the little like speaker. Speaker thing so he could like listen to tunes up in his loft.
1: <laughs> he's like a, he's like living above the garage i know man he's
0: it's like a real thing he's he's a teen he's not a teen but he no. feels like he's a teen
1: this is episode three or yeah 39 of your sam and ross like things yep. where i'm sam i'm ross and we talk about things we like with no hedging there was yeah. some other thing but we forgot what it was another rule another rule yeah but no hedging covers it all yeah i think so so it's time for follow up
0: sam yeah. I have some follow-up. I do too. I watched uh, your Rick and Morty program. My Rick and Morty. And I'll tell you what, that show's is good. Isn't it? That show is a very high density of funny jokes. <laughs> in show. Yes, yes it is. Um, and it's excellent. I had an excellent time watching it. So thank you for introducing to me to it because it was, it was, ex- I know, I remember you saying like, if you enjoy it, you'll enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And I enjoyed the crap out of it. Awesome.
1: I have some questions. Mm -hmm. Did you watch seasons one and two? No, just one. But I I have a question when you get to your follow-up. Okay. And was this strictly Ross by himself on the
0: iPad? Yes, it was. And on the Apple TV with headphones in. Okay. Um, I don't, I didn't show it to Val, but I'm not sure she would like it. Right. Is my gut. But
1: I don't know. I don't want to speak for her. All right. So my follow-up is they've announced season three. It's going to air on July 30th. And what does this mean air? I don't know. It means I'm going to, I've put in my, you need a budget, my YNAB, the uh, one-off media category. Mm-hmm, category. I put $20 in there so that when the season pass comes on iTunes, I just click on that. And I get all the episodes whenever they come.
0: Okay. So I think my, my like, meta follow-up to your follow-up was I think I need to watch season two over the next month so I can be prepared for season three.
1: hmm It's got like 10 episodes. Yeah,
0: I'm um, into it. So thank you for that. That was great.
1: Yeah. Any other follow-up? No. No. I don't think so. I don't have any either. All right. But it's not post to all the people like.
0: It's a big list this week, Sam. <laughs> it's a big list. As it always is. Are you ready? Are you uh, prepared yourself? Are you hydrated? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking a high life. Is that hydration? I think it counts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buckle up. Scott likes Clue, Harry Potter edition, and Steven Universe. I mm-hmm. assume he's talking about like the, the Clue we all we all know and love, right? Mm-hmm. That you would call
1: Cluedo in the UK. What? Yeah, they call it Cluedo there. Cluedo as one word. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Hmm. I, that but, was a skeptical but, face. But he has uh, the Harry Potter edition. That sounds fun. I think there are more secret passages and what the rooms move. Whoa, I like that. Yeah,
0: uh, Lex likes not getting stabbed in the back by Sam.
1: Yeah, that's me. Did you do? Did you do we something? We have not played more Munchkin. This is referring to when we did play Munchkin, and I was a thief, and I was like, uh, "No, I'm going to backstab you." Hmm.
0: I like that that they are putting in to the, the, the Ross <laughs> negative. Yeah, I like this, and it's like beef with Sam shows uh-huh. up in the in the <laughs> stuff other people like section. Uh, Dorinda likes rocks and minerals and poetry Jason likes produce from our CSA really good audio tours catching up on podcasts and ice cold water served free of charge at restaurants and Sam yes I was in San Francisco with my family last week which Mm -hmm. is why we're recording a little later and we took an audio tour of Alcatraz that was a really good audio tour yeah so I'm on board with this so did it come to your phone no, and the only reason we took it because Jr. saw people walking around with like the little machine and the headphones. Yeah, and he was like, "How do we do that?"
1: Do you remember like at the National History Museum, like the white sticks? No, like you would like have the white stick and hold it up to your ear. Oh, at the... yes, a yeah. little like
0: a like a long phone. Yeah, this was nice because you had headphones that had probably been on six thousand other people's heads. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. John likes running into friends unexpectedly. <laughs> Sam's youngest daughter likes beads and making things,
1: also ice and watermelon. Uh, on the beads and making things angle, uh, the VMFA in Richmond has every Sunday during the summer open studio oh. where kids just go and they make a thing for free.
0: So that sounds we, fun. Yeah, we've been doing that. Is the ice and watermelon in combination?
1: No, no there's two separate things. Okay, Who's my daughter? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. She likes Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode.
1: It's a I, pretty good show. I enjoyed the first episode. It's a
0: good of. family show, too. I, try, I was like, let's all gather around. And then we ended up watching British Baking
1: Show instead. That's what, Those are the two shows we watch as a family. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. maybe
0: I'll use that to like see like if we You can, alternate. Okay. We just finished a season, so maybe it's time to take a, a rest from the British Baking
1: Show. Yeah, take a break. Um,
0: also, Ever After High Epic Winter, mm-hmm. which you're going to have to explain to me. I don't know what that is. It sounds like a TV show.
1: Yeah, those are the things when it's, say, uh, can we go watch a thing on Netflix? Like, okay, and then they pick. Oh, uh, so High Winter, Epic high, epic Winter is like a Ever season. Ever After High oh, okay. is the series, and Epic Winter, I assume, is either like a Netflix oh. movie or something. Okay, okay.
0: Monster High movies, also Sims 4 Vampire Activity Pack. Yeah, we got that recently, the Sims 4 Vampire Activity Pack, and they've been making vampires. That sounds awesome. Past Tense likes The Big Sick, Baby Driver, Okja, the B- and The Beguiled. Uh, oh, and, and also they say, oh, and watch Glow on Netflix. It's a show about 80s women's wrestling. And these are, the first bunch were all movies. Yeah. Um, and you can watch some of those. You can watch Okja. I don't know how to say that, but it's, it's a movie I will not watch, but it's on Netflix. Ploughmaster like, Surviving and Enjoying My First Family Road Was oh, Okja the one about the giant pig? It is. And I just can't handle it, man, because it's going to be... <laughs> It's Charlotte's actually, Web yeah and I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to watch sad feelings about pigs I thought you liked things that make you feel bad I do <laughs> and I, but like fluffy pigs I can't handle okay I think it might be real, yeah mm, nope mm-hmm. uh, Jeff likes grapefruit did we he yeah. likes surviving and enjoying his first family road trip Jeff likes grapefruit rattlers those are good A plus Dr. Squatch gold moss soap
1: I don't know what that is and you don't either because you don't believe
0: in soap that's right Cat likes Life is Strange, and new months in her bullet journal.
1: Yeah, life cat who I'm married to. Life is Strange is this computer game where apparently you have the power to go back in time. So it's like a like you hit a button and it's like a little choose your own adventure video game, but you can like go back in time. Oh, neat! Is it what's the platform? Uh, Mac. It's okay. Like Steam. Okay. And her bullet journal, like she does this fancy bullet journaling. And every month she gets to make like her new month calendar and she picks a theme and stuff. It's pretty neat.
0: Um, I enjoy, I understand that bullet journals are very personal. Yeah. But I enjoy looking at them like on the internet when people post pictures of their like mostly filled out bullet journal. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, Tracy likes Aunt Leah's fudge of Nantucket, Massachusetts. Running barefoot on the beach right at the edge of the water and following the Smitten Kitchen Twitter account that reposts old recipes at seasonally appropriate times for the Northern Northern Hemisphere. That's where I live. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Richard likes the webcomic Lunar Baboon. I don't know that one. I read it in preparation for the show, and I giggled. And he says, uh, makes me smile every time and sometimes gives me the feels. So I agree with that. And then locally, the Mean Bird opening is the best thing that has happened to chicken in a long time. What's the Mean Bird? The Mean Bird is a fried chicken restaurant. Not a video game. No. Okay.
1: Oh, those birds are angry. <laughs>
0: oh, I got it. Thanks for putting it together for me. Stephanie says, uh, I think I'm late to the party, but I'm loving Microsoft
1: OneNote for work lately. Yeah, I've got OneNote at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on your list of things you like? I know. I like it. Like, It's got all the stuff there, but I'm always like, I should put all my stuff in OneNote and, and so it can all be on like work-owned devices and I can mm. keep things fully separate. And then I'm like, uh, half a day later... I just put it back in OmniFocus.
0: Yeah, I understand that feeling. Max likes jeans with reinforced crotch, and I'm into this. Max is into bikes, so I assume this is like a bike-related thing. I have worn through crotches by biking around.
1: Now is this uh, just for wear and tear, or is it protective? Oh, I or was both? thinking.
0: I was thinking maybe both. I was thinking for wear and it's, tear.
1: Yeah, not armor. Right, right, right.
0: Okay. Uh, Jenny likes buttermints, New Willow Lawn Chick Fil A with drive-through and being called off for. Being off call, not called off. Being off call for two months. Off call. Uh I I wanna one thing is my good friend Susan Housen. She makes ice cream sometimes. Yeah. And she made buttermint ice cream. What? And it was maybe the best thing I've ever had in my life. What? It was amazing. Uh let's see here. Holly likes Pacific Northwest native history, Chief Seattle, Time Banking, Soul Ice, and Unity Street murals. Hmm. Ryan likes the dream of no CSO outflows into the James River. What's CSO? CSO is Combined Sewer Overflow. And so, like, our sewer system's real old, so when it rains, sometimes there's no room for the sewer to hold all the stuff. So, so it, it just goes in the room. Yeah, and that can include poops. So you can see why that'd be a cool thing if we could get, we could get rid of that. <laughs> no more poops. <laughs> Sarah likes the VizArt Center, two, Studio 23, and teaching people how to sew. Is this Sarah? Uh, Mima, Mima Deme. De yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, James likes salads with bacon.
1: Yeah, that's like it's not a salad anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like bacon with lettuce on it, too. Um, Andy likes Mario Kart 8 on the Switch and working at music camps. Kira likes the Crystal Maze. Okay, time out. Zach Morris style. (laughs) Do you you know what the Crystal Maze is? I would love some follow-up on this because I Wikipedia'd and was so interested that I watched a little bit of Season 1, Episode 1 of the Crystal Maze.
1: Is this like a poppy thing?
0: No, no, but we should talk about Poppy at some point. Um, the Crystal Maze, I think, if this is the right Crystal Maze, was like a '90s UK sh- uh, like game show. But are you familiar with uh, Omek and the Legend of the Hidden Temple? Uh, yes, Ross, of course. Okay, I think this is maybe the precursor to that show with adults. What? Yeah, and like the Crystal Maze was like there was a bunch of zones, like a like an Aztec zone, like an ocean zone, an industrial zone, a future zone, and the you had to do these things in these zones to collect crystals to get to the crystal maze, which is the final zone where you like win big prizes. Whoa. Yeah. Like Reebok sneakers? Probably. And video phones? <laughs> <The> big jackets. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I think I will probably end up watching more episodes. And I hope this is the right crystal maze. It'd be funny if it was just like an album or something. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. This is long. I'm sorry, dude. I have lots of thoughts. Because Kira also likes Brazilian cheese rolls from the Brazilian cheese roll shop. And I used to live in Brazil and Brazilian cheese rolls are incredible. Okay. Just FYI. KP likes that Amazon Prime now delivers busky cider in cans to your door. Yeah, the law changed. Yeah. Boom, right to it's your door.
1: Like two days like
0: July first. July first, it changed. Yep. You can get beer delivered now. Uh Tyler likes discovering a back zit. I assume on himself. I don't know. Yeah. No, well, no well, judgment, man. Yeah. Sarah says I'm not gonna yuck your yum <laughs> Sarah says, "Today I'm already obsessing over Philly style che- Philly style sandwiches at the Pauly, <laughs> at the Polly. and I'm not from- yeah. That's no, that's a, that's a, that's a mistype. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sarah. I'm sorry, Sarah. Let me try again. Today I'm already obsessing over Philly style sandwiches at the Polly and I'm not from Philly. And you is, and I went to lunch at the Polly. Is that where we went? Yeah. The
1: the, the secret sa- secret sandwiches and comfort. Yes, it was, it was good. not to be
0: confused with Secret Sandwich Society. It's different. Right. But yeah, it was great." I enjoyed how white and crispy and fluffy the bread was. Yeah,
1: nothing about that sandwich was healthy, mm-mm, mm-mm. but it was delicious. Uh, Megan likes The Hate You Give, which is a book,
0: open windows at the end of June, and writing. Hmm. Brian likes Poffles. I don't know what that is. That's waffles made of pastry. Huh. I'm into it. We don't have any in town, he says. Steven likes the new J. Roddy Waltzman and the Business track that was recently released. Add it to the playlist. Uh, someone get on that playlist. Matt likes sobbing through Wonder Woman for dad reasons. I haven't seen it yet. I did some sobbing a little bit. Yeah? Yep. Uh, Danny likes the Rally for Trains, which they just had in Richmond uh, maybe last week. Crystal likes the Dollop podcast, which is like a history related podcast. Mm-hmm. Kevin likes ice, green tea, and I don't never know how to say this word, Sam. M- matcha. matcha. Matcha? Matcha. Casey likes season two of Preacher, the Aviator Salad at Lunch and Supper, 1792 Bourbon at McCormick's Big Whiskey Grill. Yum. Brian likes lunches in parks. Motorcycles with quiet pipes and tacos. Hmm. See, Suzette. 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 Like wildlife and healthy habitats, including coyotes in our local hills. I like this too, man. Like one of the things I always think about is how we have a giant river running through the city. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means coyotes. Yeah.
1: And you just have to be cool with that. Yeah. Because we live in nature. Yeah, my daughters are freaked out. Like the coyotes are going to come and eat our cat. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's legitimate no we're far enough away okay and then
0: kelly likes things oh wait (laughs) that's not specific enough kelly Kelly likes things like sunglasses sunscreen hats backpacks water bottles ice makers river shoes sports bras and other things too
1: yeah she's got her 10th amendment in there (laughs) covering (laughs) voices um i like these things too
0: because i have a i have a fear of the sun so I, i use a lot of those items i'm a i'm a full shirt
1: at the pool guy that's okay yeah, I love it. Whew. Good list. That was that a good list, go Sam. Good. So, guess what we get to do now is we've got a sponsor this week for episode your three niner of Sam and Ross like things. I- am I reading the sponsor? Read. I'll do it. Yeah, I don't you know. do it. <laughs> so this week, Sam and Ross like things is brought to you by My Birth. My Birth is a doula-owned business that supports women and families throughout the childbearing year and beyond. Located in Scotts Edition, they offer doula services, prenatal yoga childbirth, and breastfeeding education, and more. Uh, you can learn more by going to MyBirthRVA.com. That was a good job at the
0: Sponsor Read, Sam. Thank you. I like so, the idea of having an advocate around for you.
1: Yeah, so check out My MyBirth. Uh, they are very good people, and they baked us a pie. Dude, they did bake us a pie,
0: and I'll tell you what, uh, we ate a piece before the podcast, mm-hmm. and when the podcast concludes, we are going to eat another piece.
1: Yep, we're going to eat our reward piece for having <laughs> successfully recorded the podcast, so uh, thank you very much to MyBirth. And again, that's Uh
0: TLDs. Okay. So, Ross, you yeah. go
1: first this week, or does the note just say you go first this week? Sam, we got we to gotta figure this out. Man. I
0: know that one of us is odd and one of us is even. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. We figured that out last time. Um, the note always has me going first because right. I don't know how to make it. I'll, I'll change my <laughs> process. Last time I went first, Sam. Okay, so I go first. Yeah. So, Sam. Yes, Ross. Your thing this week that you
1: like mm-hmm. is a good Reuben. Oh, they're so good. Tell me about Reubens while I sit so, here and think about them. So, it's a sandwich. You got, you got your rye bread. You got your Russian dressing. You got your sauerkraut. And you got your corned beef. And it's a, a, a hot sandwich. Yeah. Did I miss the cheese? I think you missed the cheese, yeah. What, what's the cheese? I think Swiss cheese, Swiss, Swiss right? cheese, Swiss cheese. It's a hot sandwich. Hot sandwich. And it comes, and it's like, a little drippy. It's yeah. greasy. It's good. Yeah. Mm. And you put it in your mouth, and it's delicious. I love a Reuben sandwich, Sam. I, uh, who I, I assume some people don't, but oh. I do. I think lots of people don't. Well, we're not hedging. No, no no, rubens no, no, no. To me, are great.
0: Do you, so. Let me ask you this question, Sam. Yes. Each of the components of Reubens are fairly like strong tasting items. On they the are car. like yeah. like rye bread. Strong, strong Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese is kind of weak. Speak for yourself. Some people will, some people, some people, some people are saying that it smells like baby. (laughs) Citation needed, (laughs) Uh, but like, so it's filled with all
1: these things that are very strong tasting. Yeah. Uh, Definitely the corned beef and definitely the sauerkraut, but like together. Yeah. But it works. Totally works. Um, Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those things where if you have it on the menu, I'm going to probably order it my first time at your restaurant. Yeah. Uh if I'm in the mood for a sandwich. And I say I like a good Reuben. I can't think of a bad Reuben Reuben I've had. Yeah. Just because even if you don't have the highest quality individual ingredients, their powers combined There is something really strange about combining all those things together cuz
0: they're weird. Yeah. It's like the island of misfit toys sandwich. I mean, I do like all those things individually. Do but let me ask you this: mm. When you go to a restaurant, if they had like a sauerkraut side dish, would you order? Would you be like, I "Gotta try that"?
1: It depends. Mm. It depends on okay what we're doing because we like. I'm not gonna have sauerkraut. It's like with a pizza pa- restaurant. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna have a sauerkraut with everything. Like a, get an ice cream yeah. <laughs> sauerkraut. Right. But I'll
0: eat sauerkraut just plain in a dish okay yeah so you're a fan of all the things what yeah. is your favorite part let me there's lots oh, of sure. like, there's lots of i, w- I want to know the favorite part of eating the sandwich but i also want to know the okay. favorite like con- ingredient in the sandwich
1: all right so so the sandwich eating is the, the greasy drippy yes. take the bite and i've got mm-hmm. a beard now and so that <laughs> drip's gonna be in the beard for the rest of the day <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just tastes good because you got the corned beef and you got the sweet of the Russian dressing yeah. and the tangy of the sauerkraut. It all is just in your mouth. I
0: that's think the great. greasy part is my favorite part. For yeah, sure. the
1: greasy, greasy part. And I guess my favorite component... I think what makes the sandwich is the Russian, Russian dressing. Mm, okay. Because similarly, you would get... Uh, what do you call that sandwich? The disgusting sandwich that's awesome. I don't know. Uh, the...
0: Monte Cristo. Oh, do people find the Monte Cristo disgusting?
1: Well, it's in that greasy category. Okay, okay. Like a Monte Cristo sandwich. Mm -hmm. That makes that sandwich too. So I must assume that that it has this superpower (laughs) to make sandwiches sandwiches. Okay. But uh, I would say I appreciate the dressing is is going to be the overwhelming flavor to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having the good corned beef makes a big difference, but it's not like bad corned beef ruins it yeah that's so true
0: we were when we were in san francisco we went to the rogue brew pub whoa like the rogue beers brew pub and i ordered a reuben there because of that exact thing we're like you can go pretty pretty astray right. <laughs> on all the things and still set end up, up with up, a good. yeah
1: and you get it right and so my first like real reuben experience wasn't a traditional reuben like i discovered the sandwich at Gillies in Blacksburg. Oh, they do not serve meat there. They don't. So they have their tofu Reuben, mm. and that's what I would get almost every time. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, or sometimes you do it with tempeh. Uh huh. Um, but you know, the corned beef is important. It makes the Reuben a Reuben, but the tofu Reuben, you still get the Russian dressing, you still get the sauerkraut, still get the cheese. If you're not going for a vegan vegan style, that's still good. So did? did but you then s- I realized. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You can get this with corned beef.
0: That's all I did. Um, Where's your fave Reuben in town? Pearly's. Uh, That Reuben is so good.
1: It's so good, but it is the size of your head. You should not eat the whole thing, but it's (laughs) really hard. (laughs) It's hard not not to eat eat the whole thing. And they also give you delicious fries. But Pearly's is a a delicatessen on Second and Grace, something around there. Mm -hmm. And they will give you like a... uh, eleven dollars something like that reuben that'll just fill the plate with corned beef and it's the tenderest corned beef yeah they get a melt in your mouth corned beef
0: really high quality of all the ingredients Mm -hmm. there
1: and high on the grease factor too Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure you've got like a mini fridge at your office or wherever so you can take half that sandwich back do you like a cold like out of the fridge reuben yeah yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's a I'm not going to even bother heating that up. I'm just going to... Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. midnight snack. Yeah. <sighs> They're so good. Rubens are awesome. Yeah. I, I think
0: um Valerie always talks about how, like, I like disgusting food. And I think to, yeah. <laughs> to, to her, <laughs> like, the Reuben
1: epitomizes that. Really? Because it, it is... It isn't, like... I get that it's greasy and, and it's real. Yeah. Like, it's serious business eating a Reuben, But it's not like it came from, like... A freeze dried bag.
0: No, but I think it's that like people people historically do not like sauerkraut or corned beef or rye bread or Swiss cheese and Russian dressing is like a little weird. And so why it's like you found all the things that were left over out of the like here's all the food in the world, please take what you want. And like the <laughs> leftover things, people someone made a Reuben sandwich out of it. And I think it's amazing. Yeah, it it's one of the best. So uh is there anyone else in your family like Val where they think Rubens are disgusting?
1: Um, I have it has not come up, so no one like no one has refused to be in my presence (laughs) while I eat a Reuben. Do you get like glances askew? No, um, it really hasn't been introduced to my kids yet. Um, I bet my littlest would because she digs sauerkraut. Okay, and she likes various meat products, in the way the oldest does not. It's so. a challenging, it'd be a challenge. I'm tapping sandwich. my fingers like uh, Mr. Burns. <laughs> like mm. you're going to indoctrinate her into the Reuben? Well, no, we'll get some corned beef and see how she does. Okay.
0: Do you know what, What I don't know what corned beef is.
1: I mean, I know, obviously, I consume it, but I don't know what what it is. Why is it called that? Uh, because it has been corned. What's that? I believe it's named after a place in England. Oh, not, not corned. Like not, Cornish Game Hen. Not maize. Like Cornwall. Okay, okay. And it's. What does it mean? Uh, they do something to the meat to make it taste that way. I have to Wikipedia. Can okay. we edit this out of the show? Yep.
0: Okay, hold on. Corned beef. Corn beef. It is salt-cured beef product. The term comes from the treatment of the meat with large-grained rock salt, also called corns, of salt. Oh,
1: I must be wrong about the location thing then. My mistake. Um, yep, I think you are wrong. But it, it is, an well, like, obviously it's an English thing
0: okay so that's fascinating
1: yeah so I'd, i've seen like videos of people like making their own making their that's own corned beef yeah that's a thing you can do whoa
0: it's in my head now it's like a
1: preservative thing right right yeah so yeah, like, yeah
0: and that's that so that's cool too because because the sauerkraut is sour, also like yep, preservative. Sauer, so you fermented the sauerkraut to preserve it and, and
1: cheese you, is fermented milk right yeah that's, that's how that's is.
0: how people preserve milk yeah. in the ancient days so that's cool. It's yeah. like a. You, and then rye bread is the. <laughs> I don't know. It's the garbage brother. Garbage bread. Uh, yeah, because you had all the rye and I was like, that yeah. tastes disgusting. What are you going to do with it? Just like, stick wow. it in a bread. <laughs> all right. And if you drink it or if you eat it, you should drink it, Drink a beer with it.
1: Uh, um, it depends.
0: I mean, you can do it without a beer, but beer is <sighs> optimal. I'm just saying, if you want to continue the fermentation oh, trend, yes. you add a beer to it. It'd be probably pretty good. Not I'm hungry. We, heat, we got pie on the schedule. Yeah, we'll, <clears throat> we'll get there. Yeah. I wonder if you could corn a pie. Dude, from the description that I read on Wikipedia, now I consider myself a corny expert. <laughs> I think you could corn just about anything. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I mean, it's just rubbing salt on a thing. I'll do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ross. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about other, other thoughts? No,
1: I just like the sandwich. I have one
0: unrelated thought. I just want to say that hot sandwiches are so oh, far yes. superior. Yes. They're, they're way better. What's the point of a cold sandwich?
1: Um, you just slightly
0: less work to make. I'm trying to think of a, of one. I know this is a show about stuff. We like Sam. Okay. So I'm trying to think of one cold sandwich that I really like. Peanut butter and jelly.
1: Yeah. Mint am that. Yeah. I don't want a toasted PB and J. No. Mm-mm. Um, leftover Reuben from the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Do the, yeah. I'm, I'm into that too. Like a
0: meatball sub. I will yeah. eat that out of the refrigerator. Yeah. That's but it point.
1: was initially hot. Yeah. I, I would go along with, with the statement that for me, hot sandwiches are superior to cold sandwiches. Okay. Maybe we'll get some follow, follow up. Well, follow they, back. They, They're not going to follow back on what's right for me. That's right. Because we'll delete that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for asking me about Reuben's Ross. I want one Reuben now. That'll be my follow-up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Ross. Yeah. The thing you like this week. Yes. <clears throat> you like
0: apologizing. I love apologizing. This week and every week, Sam, because I'm always making mistakes. Tell me about this. Well, I tend to screw up a lot, so I apologize for it. Apologizing is so easy, Sam. Okay. Tell tell me more. Um. Yeah. I mean, you should just do it. You should apologize. So I used to be... I don't know, I still am not a great person, but I used to never apologize for stuff. Because I think, I guess it, I guess it's not easy, that's the trick, right? Like it seems like it's easy, but it, it, it does take a, uh, what am I looking for, a psychological currency, emotional currency maybe yeah. to apologize. But like, man, I have found in my 36 odd years of life that admitting to wrongdoing and apologizing for it as soon as you can makes life so much easier. Yes, so much it easier. absolutely does. Yeah. And
1: even if, like, you, you don't want to overdo it, like, cry wolf. But even if you are in the situation where you actually haven't wronged somebody, but you think you might have, so you apologize anyway. And it turns out they're like, oh, no, whatever. It still feels good. Like, this person was thinking about my
0: feelings. Yes. Yep. And, like, for me, and I think maybe you'll hear this way a little bit, too, is, like, I'm often... Like even if I haven't wronged a person, but I feel like I have, I am sticking with you. Yeah, I have this emotional turmoil where like I can apologize, and and when they are like, oh, that was nice that you're thinking of me, it releases my emotional turmoil Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So I've been trying to do that more in my life, and honestly, a lot of this comes from Valerie. Valerie's been really good at like teaching me that like just maybe you don't think you did a thing wrong, but like (laughs) whatever you did made me feel this way. You know, I have. I have a negative, you have negatively impacted my life through your actions, regardless of whether you intended to or not. Right. Um, that's called being an adult, learning that stuff. Yes. I, learned, I learned how to do that from my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to do it more, um, and it feels really good to do it. It feels, uh, it's easy to do once you like commit to just apologizing right away. Yeah. Sometimes it's awkward. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I found, I went, I Googled, did a quick Google, Sam, before the show about what constitutes an apology. And I found this list, random list, but I liked it. So I included it in, in, in the show notes. Tell me. Okay. So these are the six points of apologizing, which I think I could agree with all of these. Number one, expression of regret. So like- Number one. Yeah, no, yeah. It's the six apology commandments. Number one is, number zero is try not to screw up. Right. Number zero. Number one is expression of regret. So I think that's the I'm sorry part. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I wish
1: I hadn't done the thing okay. I did.
0: Yeah. Number two is explanation of what went wrong. And I think this is so important because a lot of the times people will be like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And guess what? That's not an apology. That's not an apology. Um, so I like this of being like, I'm sorry that, and explain like the things I did. The thing, example I'm thinking of when we go through these is I was just in a conference in Seattle for work and we were hanging out, me, another man and a woman were hanging out in a bar. We're drinking a ton of beers and then the dude left and the lady was like, oh man, I wish that I would have had more chance to talk throughout the night. Like I felt like you guys kind of just like ran the conversation. I didn't have a whole lot of time to like talk. And I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Cause it was true. So yeah. like, so explanation went wrong. So it was like, oh man, I'm so sorry that we just talked continually and didn't give you the chance to talk. Rather than saying something like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean to do that. Or like, I'm sorry, yeah. like
1: whatever. You admit, you say what you did wrong. Yes. And that
0: part can be tricky too. Like if you do not honestly know what you did wrong, uh, yeah. maybe you'll screw that part up and have to apologize for that too.
1: But you know what you can do then? You can ask them. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: uh, number three was acknowledgement of responsibility. It was my fault that I yeah. screwed up. I could have talked less. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, number four, declaration of repentance. For me, this was, because we had a whole conference like left. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry like I will make a concerted effort throughout the rest of this time together to do to not do that yeah. <laughs> to talk less uh, offer of repair that's kind of that what I just said and then request for forgiveness and I think an important part of apology too is like you no one's required to forgive right. you you can say I would like your forgiveness but I don't expect it and they can say no yeah. and that's too bad like that's how that's okay yeah. that's great for them to not forgive you I mean it's not great but like that's Yeah an that acceptance. happens yeah um, so I like those three things, or those six things, um, and I, I think about some sort of form of that a lot. And that was a recent time. Like I've had many, many times with like close friends where it's like, ah, oh, man, like I really fudged the bucket. I'm sorry, uh, and it just makes things
1: a trillion times better. Yeah, and if you do the apology right, you are honest. You say what you did wrong. You don't try to hedge. Hedging ruins the apology. Oh yeah, uh, and then it's not that they automatically forgive you but that's it's the best chance for things to get better
0: right yep yeah it's step one step one um yeah oh i had another thing in here too about apologies uh i love dale carnegie i have my copy right here of how to win friends and influence people it is an amazing book Mm -hmm. and there's a chapter in here about admitting when you're wrong it's not really a chapter about apologizing and (laughs) cynically he uses apologizing as like a tool to win friends and influence people which is a little bit cynical take and he he talks about he has this story where everything's charming in this book from like the early 20th century and so he's like i was walking my dog in english Hampshire park and the mounted policeman came over to me and (laughs) like so basically like he tells this big story where he didn't like to leash his dog and he like ran into the cop on the horse and the cop was like you have to leash your dog or, and he was like, I don't know, I just wasn't thinking about it. And the cop was like, you weren't thinking? You weren't thinking? Like, of course, you weren't against the law. It's not up to you to, like, think or not think about the law. You got to follow the law. And so he, like, leashed his dog for a while. And then, like, he unleashed his dog after he got annoyed with doing it. And then he ran into the cop again. And then he approached the cop before the cop could say anything. He was like, officer, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that I should have leashed my dog. The dog could get loose and could bite children and kill squirrels. And the cop was like, no, no, I, it's you, you know, you're right. You should have leashed the dog. But like, I know, I'm glad you're like
1: a uh, preemptive apology. Yeah.
0: So preemptive apology as a tactic to like get you out of a jam, which I think is true. This is a tactic yeah, that, that can works, happen. Uh, but it is definitely like a dark green cynical. Yeah. Movie.
1: The dark green energy of I'm going to play with your emotions right yeah. now. It's
0: using empathy for evil. Yes. Um, so I wanted to mention it because I, it like came to mind when I was thinking about this topic, yeah. uh, this book, but for me, it's less manipulative tactic in, in life and more like, and more selfishly, honestly. Like, honestly, a lot of it is selfishly, Sam, where I just feel terrible and want to, yeah. like, somehow have a
1: release for my terribleness. But that's that's what guilt is for, you having a conscience, right? Right, like, <laughs> right, right. Like, I don't think anyone begrudges you for feeling bad having done someone wrong. <laughs> right. Right, because that just, you're not a sociopath. I wish I would, like, I
0: wish it wouldn't have taken me so long to realize that, like, to dissipate guilt there's like this easy really easy yeah you talk to humans <laughs>
1: you ask them what they're, how they're feeling and how you can make it better and what you did wrong yeah. yeah everyone should do that do you find yourself now that you are um getting better at apologies or at least aware of your apologies noticing bad apologies oh all the time yeah,
0: yeah all the time um or uh it's more like People should have apologized, or there was such an easy opportunity to apologize, and they didn't, and instead, like, were defensive or distant about a thing. It's like, man, you should just say, like, "Oh, I'm sorry."
1: Yeah, and have been done and fine. Okay. Yeah. Have you, um, as your role as someone's father, been in the in the mode of teaching apologies?
0: I'm trying to be. It's hard. Yeah. Um, Valerie's much better at like teachable moment. Yeah. I'm really good at like days later being like, Oh, that would have been a good team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we did have a conversation maybe like a couple months ago where I was like, man, apologizing is so easy. Like watch me apologize. Um, so I need to be better at that. I think because it is like, I wish I would have learned the skill before I was an adult.
1: What I try to do is, is apologize to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, my daughters and try and and model it somewhat and i'm not gonna lie like sometimes i'm i don't want to say i'm fishing for but like i am offering you a model for how to give an apology and i did i did some yelling here too so i'm going to apologize for that and talk about why (laughs) i did the yelling and now and now (laughs) it would be a good time (laughs) for you to talk about your yelling but i don't say that part. And I'm not, and I don't expect it back every time, but I hope that it sticks eventually. Yeah. Good stuff. Whew. We like things.
0: An emotional, very special episode. Do you want to do some quick hits? I would love to do some quick hits, Sam. Quick hits! Quick hits! Quick hits! Quick hits! Quick hits! You went first with the real thing. I'm going to, so I have two, two quick hits. One, lay it on me. I will lay them both upon you. Number one is offboard fare collection. That's nerdy, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just in San Francisco, like I said, and they have offboard fare collection for all of the Why don't their you explain
1: stuff. to the, the lay to. people what this is?
0: To. So, this is when you get on public transit. You don't have to pay the driver. You don't have to swipe a card or tap a card or load the machine with nickels or put all your pennies. Yeah. So, you pay before you get on offboard. You pay. Um, and they have. Like a fare enforcement officer that like will check every once in a while to make sure i feel like i've done this as a quick hit if i have that just shows you how much i, I really do like this dang thing <laughs> but like san francisco is so nice; like you just jump on the bus and that's it that you don't have to wait you can get on the front or the back of the bus like you just hop right on yeah it's really did, great did anyone enforce your fare no i did not encounter a fair enforcement person uh, i swear this was the thing i did after i got back from seattle so <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> no amazing. you did um you fell in love with the seattle transit guy Oh, that dude was awesome. Yeah, see, I am still in love with that guy. Um, and then the second thing is second thing the Fat Boy Slim Greatest Hits album. This exists, dude. It is so good. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where, like, um, like Wet Hot American Summer, where if you are not exactly our age, right, it's dumb or Bill and Ted. Yeah, and so you, Box the yeah. Button. Okay, let's do that. Let's do another do another poll, another listener poll. Yeah. If you think. Go listen to the Fat Boy Slim Greatest Hits album. If you think it's awesome, let me know. If you think it's terrible, let me know. And if you're like, what is this? I don't understand. Also, <laughs> let me know. Because, man, there's like some banger hits on there. Way more than just Funk's old brother. Or
1: I, I don't know if I can name another you, one. You
0: can't, but you'll be like, oh, this was... Oh, edit. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll, okay. you'll have heard them
1: all. Okay, great. Uh, so I've got a quick hit. Um, one of my favorite authors just recently released a novel. It's, uh, this is Corey Doctorow, and it's called Walk Away. And this novel is basically geared directly for Sam's brain. Yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, In reference to Past Tense talking about, this is a book where I finished it and then immediately went back and started reading Mm. it again. I was like, oh, you can do that because Past Tense told me you could do that. And then I did it. So this is a book set in a future where there are the the super rich, sort of this capitalist society, things are... Falling apart, and mm. some people decide. Sounds familiar. Um, decide just to walk away. So what they do is, so they're in this society where uh, they've got 3D printing to the point where they can just take, you know, uh, Mr. Fusion style oh, components okay. mm-hmm. and put it in and like build a house. So what they do is they walk away from the society. Is this the super rich walk away or just no? The, this, the, the regular people because okay. there's nothing left for them, and they walk away and they do their own thing. They go to the land that nobody wants. And if somebody comes and tries to take the thing they built away, they walk away from that. Whoa, interesting. It, it, can I ask a question? Yes. Um,
0: If if you are not exactly Sam's brain, is this book gonna yes. be appealing? I, like, Okay, so one of Cory Doctorow's books was a like prime for you.
1: Yes, this will probably be a like prime in the near future.
0: Can you remind me what the title of that book was? Uh, Little Brother. Little Brother. If, if folks enjoyed Little Brother, would they enjoy Walkaway? Yes.
1: Okay. But I would like to read you a portion. Okay. So this is a scenario where they've built kind of this uh, shelter, spa area. Like, they built this building, and these other walkaways come with weapons, and, like, we're going to take it over now. You've made it clear that you're so obsessed with this place that you'll impose your will on it. You've shown yourself to be a monster. When you meet a monster, you back away and let it not whatever bone it's fascinated with. There are other bones. We know how to make bones. We can live like it's the first days of a better world, not like it's the first pages of an Ayn Rand novel. Have this place, but you can't have us. We withdraw our company."
0: Mm. So, I'm, yeah. I'm compelled. I think I'll might, I might read that. Yeah, you should read that. I'm into it.
1: <sighs> it made me think a lot. <sighs> Don't like thinking, tell you that. So we did it, Ross. We did it, man. Show notes for this episode are Sam and Ross like things. At the top. Dot com. At, dot com. Dot com. <laughs> at the top. I forgot the dot com. I was all jazzed about it and forgot In, the dot com. You love
0: a dot com though.
1: <sighs> I do love it. As we
0: learned. Uh Sam, where where can we find you on the internet these days?
1: You can find me on the Twitters at the at Mr. Beefy or okay. at my webzone, samdavies.me, and I've okay. been writing a little more.
0: Yeah, I've been liking it. Been liking it.
1: Ross, how about yes. you?
0: Hello. Um, you can find me at Ross Cater R O S S C A T R O W on any of the things. Great. That is. Do we do another? Th- I think I that's think it. That's right? it. That's all we do. All right, man. Well, you know what? Next episode. We're closer to fifty. Number forty. That's
1: uh, not to fifty.
0: Uh, that's unimpeachably close to forty.
1: <laughs>
0: forty is mm-hmm. close to forty. Dang it! <laughs> See you next time, Sam. Bye. Bye.